even this morning now, there's a couple of guys that, we, we, that have come to me with some stories and testimonies of what God's faithfulness. So I want us just to use the next while just to, just to give honor to God. It's great to give honor to people, and that's wonderful, and, and it's important. But more importantly, honor to Jesus. Honor to Jesus for what he has done in lives, changed, transformed forevermore. And before we do that, though, I just felt, you know, I raised like, so some of you might go, but like, why do we need to do that? What is the point of it? What is the point of hearing stories and hearing testimonies and taking a whole morning just to do that? Well, I believe it's, it's actually something even biblical because we see it even in the Bible. We hear it often about the testimony, the word of the testimony. We, we all can quote that scripture at ver, uh, verbatim. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. But I think more importantly, if I look in the book of Hebrews chapter 11, we don't have to turn there, but it's a story of faith. And we've got Paul the writer looking back in history and actually bearing witness to men of faith. Noah, Abraham. Who else? <laughs> I've gone blank. <laughs> I, I, I've gone suddenly went blank. He goes, he goes through a list. It's like the, the hall of faith. Not the hall of fame, the hall of faith in a sense. And he gives, he just talks about these men of faith and he shares, if it wasn't for their faith, if it wasn't for this, if it wasn't for that, that these men, like they overcame much. And why does he do that? And so why does he take this moment to remind the saints of the men of faith, remind them of the testimony of old? Why does he do that? To spur their faith and to stir them on. And I, you know, I've been over, just of late, I've realized that thing of being reminded is so important. As a mom and dad, we have to remind our kids all the time to, to do their chores. Even, I mean, come on, you guys can agree with me. Those are, even at 18 years old, I still have to remind Noah to do something. He'll, get, he'll forget about it. No. Seriously? <clears throat> I have to get reminded to do things. So by nature, we're forgetful. <laughs> by, ve by the very nature of, of we're forgetful. And so I see in the New Testament... Over and over and over again, reminders of not to lose heart, not to lose faith, not to grow weary of doing good. Reminder to pray. Reminder not to forsake the gathering of the saints. There's these reminders the whole time. A reminder, and you think, man, it's like these oaks are just forgetful the whole time. No, but honestly, <laughs> we are super. I mean, how many of you, and I mean, I won't put anyone in the spot, have been asked a question via WhatsApp, and you've forgotten again in the back there. Brie, you haven't answered me. Please, get back to me. I need an answer. You forget. <laughs> Thank you for your honesty, Antando. <laughs> Someone's honest around you. But someone will message you and you forget. We are by nature forgetful people. And so I think even in the spirit and in terms of our walk with God, we need to be reminded. So some of you might go, Flip, we've heard that so many times. Yeah, because the person next to you has forgotten it kind of thing. Or maybe you've forgotten it kind of thing. Oh, yeah, why do, why do we go to... Why do, we not, why do we devote ourselves to the gathering? Why do we devote ourselves to this? So I don't want to talk too much, but I do want to share testimonies. So I want to start with Johnny. Um, just come and share a little bit about what's been happening. Sure. It's so good to be back. Um, I've been away for four, for four weeks now, I think. And um, I tell you what, I could actually talk for the next day uh, of the goodness of God. It's, it's been incredible. So, so hardship does allow us an opportunity to press into God. And when you do, His goodness is just overwhelming. 
And, um, but I don't have the whole day, so I'll keep it very short. And I believe what I need to share, I need to share. So um, it basically started uh, at the 412 conference uh, where Benjamin was complaining of a, he a headache that just wasn't uh, subsiding. And so we gave him some panados. I mean, we aren't a very sick family at, at, at all. So, you know, he, he doesn't even take, take pills or, or whatever. Anyway, but it was also at the 412 conference that God began to prepare my heart and prepare me for the journey ahead. And, um, and so for the month of October... He was talking to me so much about his blessing and his goodness. And it's actually not of me. I don't generally tend towards going that direction. And, and, and it was actually something that was mentioned at the 412 conference that um, there was a prophetic word that says, um, and God's going to take us to his banqueting table, and then he's going to take us to the altar. And that just stuck with me. It just, it just, I knew that I had to, to wrestle that through. And so I did begin to. And uh, even one night at uh, the Com group, I shared on, on uh, a scripture that I'll, I'll put up briefly at the end, which then you'll, you'll, you'll see why. Um, and, then, and then even the Wednesday before we found out, uh, that Benjamin may have leukemia, uh, even at Heinem, Shell's com, we spoke about faith. Uh, no, no, peace. Peace. And, 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 and God had already been speaking to me about, about how do we press in to God even when, when there doesn't seem to be a, a way out. And, 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 and God had already spoken to me about how Jesus was in, in the garden of Gethsemane, and he's sweating blood. There is a physical reaction to the stress that he's under, but yet he pressed into God, he spent time with God, and he said, your will be done, no matter what the outcome. And so, so God was already stirring this within me. When we got the phone call that uh, the blood tests showed cancer, I was preparing uh, something to share with the youth that, that night. I was literally typing it about why do bad things happen to good people. And so I had this platform that I could go into and support my family, support those who, who I love. You know. If I do cry, it's because of his Goodness, it's not because I'm sad. Um, and Jesus even cried, so forgive me. Um, but, yeah, it, it was exactly a month ago, on the 4th of November. Oh, hang on. Let me just call myself. And uh, we, we rushed down to um, Swellendam, where, where we, met, um, we met Benjamin, because the TMT guys, he's doing a Bible school there. The TMT guys brought him halfway. And he didn't know yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He didn't know yet 
uh, what, why we were fetching him. And we sat him down. There was a coffee shop on the side of the road. We sat him down because I didn't want to, to tell him in the car. So we sat him down and we said, okay, my boy, the doctors are saying the words leukemia. The, the doctors are saying the word cancer. We need to chat this through. So this is the exciting part. <laughs> he said to me, I know, because God has already told me. He, he told me, no, hang on. It's really so cool, because God had already prepared him. And he said, Dad, no matter what happens, if I can beat this or not, I know God is there. And um, just yesterday, he, um, he shared on a WhatsApp group his uh, testimony, and he's been so strong. He hasn't skipped a beat. He hasn't been down once. He hasn't been sad. He hasn't, um, he, he's inspired me. He's, he's, I've, I've looked up to him. And um, the scripture I, I want to share in closing, just um, if you can put Psalm 23 up. Because this scripture has carried me. And, and it's the scripture that I shared one night. I'll start to read it. Ah, sorry, so I'm closing now. It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. If you keep that up, that, that surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. If you look at the Greek, that actually means they, they, the analogy is like a pack of wolves um, hunting their prey. The goodness and mercy is, is, is chasing us as we go through the, 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 the valley of the shadow of death. And also, just quickly, I have to to, 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 to mention, being in Cape Town for a month is hard, but the Josh Jen families there have embraced us like, like you would have, and we've been receiving meals from people we've never met, and it's been incredible. So God has been faithful to us, and the church has been extraordinarily faithful to us, and we just want to praise God. Yeah, come on. I mean, it, it, it has been a, a rough month or so, and I know Maggie wanted to share something as well. Are you still good to? And I mean, yeah, th these are two that are very close to our heart because we've, uh, I mean, I think this is the first time Mags is going to be actually speaking publicly since Casey's death. And I'm going to stand here with you because... <laughs> Yes, 
So last year I lost my sisters, um, one in January and one in August. And I started smoking. I thought after 15 years, this is a good excuse to do these kind of things. And then I lost so much faith in God. I didn't trust him anymore because how can you take both my sisters away from me? And then this year came and my children, Hannah and Casey, mostly Casey, mom, we're in this new church now. You've got to come. It's a lacquer church, mommy, you know? And I'm like, okay, let me check it. But I love Potter's house. Casey, I'm not going to just leave my church of 12 years. But you know, I came here, guys, with my children. And I checked everybody out. <laughs> I'll be honest. And I thought, oh, this, I love worship. This is cool. I'm going to join. And then I started hearing the gospel in a different way. Not that Potter's house didn't have the gospel. They do. But it's just the way everything is done here. And I said to Casey, this is where I want to plant my feet. Spoke to Chad a couple of months later, asking about the membership. And he said, yeah, next year we'll start again. So I'll be joining. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Me and Hannah. And, and Hannah. Yeah. And you know, this morning I felt very emotional. Because my son used to stand here in front, worshipping, especially next to Ella. And when I looked at Ella, I missed him. And I thought he would have been standing next to Ella. But you know, it's through, not just through my children. I shared it when Benny was in the home cell. Was it the Wednesday before he died? I said, because of my kids, they brought me to church. They brought me to home cell. And it's through them that I stopped smoking. I'll be honest, I took another smoke. I'm trying to deal. I'm not going to lie about it. But you've got to help me. You've got to help me in prayer. Because it's hard. It's only been a month. But what God has used my children... So don't take your youthies for granted. They came to show me, my kiddies, that this is where we need to be. God allowed them to speak life back into my faith. I've had so much questions when I was on that day. I spoke to Chad. I never asked God why he took my son away, why it had to be him. And I was seeking for answers in other stuff. But you know, when we ask the questions and we don't get answers, it's that time of waiting where we need to learn what God is trying to teach us. And he taught me, even in Casey's death, that miracles can happen. God has brought me back my faith in him. He has brought me back in the trust that I have for him. Not because he took my child away. Because on that rocks when I prayed, he said to me, and I heard him clearly, he said, but I've given you 18 years to see how I have influenced his life. 
So God has become a potter again, in, especially in this past couple of months, in this past month, allowing God to mold me, to shape me into what God needs me to be. You've got a beautiful children. Your faith is going to get you through this. Thank you. Sure. Uh, for, for our visitors, and like, it, I mean, it has. It's been a, it's been a hard month or two <laughs> month. Um, I, and I tell you, the support that we as a congregation have received from the other Josh Jens and the 412 congregations, the phone calls, even like I received some random phone calls from one of the, one of the lead, 412 lead congregations in another city. Don't even know the Oak very well, but he heard the story. Just phoned, I'm praying for you guys as a congregation. And, and you know what I love, and, and I do, I want to commend you, Maggie, because so many times when we lose, when we go through a, a heartache of the pain of losing a loved one, hearts grow hard and anger towards God, and we like, we question God, and, and, and there's this hardness, but I've, I haven't seen that at all. It's beautiful, the softness and the gentleness of going, actually, God, you're in control, and it's an incredible lesson for us, because that is the, the testimony, that is the example we need to follow, is that no matter what, God is still in control. God is still in control. He is faithful. He is just. And, he's, and these things are trials. They're sent to test us. They are. They, the, the, the cables are going through a test. What, what, what the Williams family went through, it was a test. What, all our youthies, obviously friends of cases, it was a test. But they came through shining and saying, you know what? We love Jesus. We're not going to turn our backs on Jesus. We're not going to forsake him because of this. He is a good father no matter what the circumstances no matter what the situation. And many of us, I mean, I, I look around this room, have lost loved ones, and it's hard. But God is faithful. God is faithful. Renee McLeod, where's your wife you go? So we've got a mixed bag of testimonies. These are some emotional pullers kind of thing, but there's also then some that is going to stir faith as well. <laughs> so be encouraged. I did not want to share after them. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I've got a lot of testimonies of what the Lord has done this year, but I'm going to give two because they're short. <laughs> the one just happened this week. Um, Perry works for a logistics company, and he works hectic hours, pretty full though. Um, and um, yeah, he, he also helps with the coffee side of, of business, and he loves that. And um, he's got the opportunity next year to, to do the coffee instead of the logistics, which means more time with us as a family, which is what we really wanted. And, um, but my brain was like, because he has to take a pay cut, and I was like, numbers, <laughs> it's not going to add up. And in the week, um, my boss said to me that she's going to give me a 5,000 rand increase from, from January. <laughs> so, yeah, that's really our answer to prayer. <laughs> <clears throat> and then another thing, I, I've been struggling with something on and off um, probably for the last six years, just kind of doubting the calling on my life and what God has called me to. And um, in a nutshell, I'd realized that um, part of that was because I was holding on to um, prophecies that were spoken over to my life from, from when I got saved in the early years of salvation by people that didn't know me and they were all kind of the same. And in my mind, it kind of looked a certain way and um, I was kind of holding on to the prophecies instead of just like doing, <laughs> doing life. 
Um, and yeah, I've just been praying a lot lately, been, been reading. Um, you know, everyone knows that scripture, Jeremiah 29, the Lord, um, the plans for your life, they tend to always stop after, I know the plans I have for you is to prosper you and not to harm you, and then they stop there. Um, but for me, I love the part after that that says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And that's really been, I've been seeking the Lord and just saying to him, Lord, I don't care if, um, if I ever lead on worship team again, if I ever have to sing again. Um, I just want to serve you. I want to know what you've called me to do. And I don't want my life, that which, which you saved me out of, to be for nothing. I want to be used by you. And um, we went on the Benoni outreach and Simone and um, Mr. <laughs> prayed for me, Mr. Prophecy. <laughs> prayed for me. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> he, he had a word for me that was ridiculously spot on. I was just like, no. Like, I mean, he doesn't know me. He just knows me from church and that. And um, it was just so encouraging because Russell said, he said a lot of stuff. But one of the things he said was, no one needs to hear your voice. And I was like, not to me, he was talking about something and st something stuck to me. And I was just like, I don't care if no one ever hears my voice again. Lord, if I have to clean the toilets for the rest of my life, I will clean the toilets as long as I know that is what you want me to do. Um, and yeah, it's just been so encouraging. And just before Benoni, um, I was asked to share my testimony at, um, at youth. And it was so amazing. Like the Lord just led us and Renee and I. And just led us on what to say. And I felt so much peace. And I was like, I want to I share my testimony with people. And then he gave the word that um, the Lord is going to, like, it's going to be like hectic growth. My foundations are strong in the Lord, but it's just, I'm going to explode. And my heart's kind of become a little bit hard. But he sees a big heart, like just pumping for Jesus and um, a lot of other stuff. And then last week, um, I was asked to share my testimony at Dotshua, at the, the ladies thing. And I was like, this is so amazing. Like, it's just just sharing the Lord's goodness and what he's done in my life. And, um, yeah, it's just been awesome because I've really sought the Lord and I've really waited on the Lord just to show me what he wants me to do. Yeah. Yeah, I just, it's been so beautiful seeing you guys just rise up, Perry. Honestly, but you are a rock. You are an incredible, incredible man. God's given you an incredible wife. And just so grateful just to see how in the last month or so, maybe two months, just God, it's like almost something has just changed. I think we all know, we can all see it kind of thing. And so, yeah, I really do. I just, I almost feel like the Father's just so proud of you. Just, he's so proud of you. He really is, both you guys. And we love you so much. Francie, come to my It's been a joy getting to know this man and his beautiful wife. We've known his daughter for a long time. But uh, it's, yeah, I'm not going to say. Did you say, yo, yay, priyak? Okay, thank you very much. <laughs> Morning all, as you heard, I'm Franz, and I'm married to my lovely wife, Tilla. And we are quite new in Jos Jen. Yeah, so a month or two ago, we decided, no, we didn't decide, the Lord decided we need to be here. And I'm quickly going to share on 
my journey to Josh Jane. Because if, it's my, if it has been my wife's decision, we would have been here ages ago. <laughs> okay. And, it, and, and funny enough, it also started with the children. We are blessed to have all four our children in Josh Jane. And um, two of them actually an eldest couple in Stellenbosch now moving to Somerset. So, yeah. So, um, we, we're quite new to Josh Jen, but not that new to Josh Jen. And not because of the kids. So I'm going to quickly give you a little background. Do I have a time limit? <laughs> I'm quickly going to give you a background to where I came from. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Damn. I haven't been sleeping this whole week because I was thinking what to say and what to cut out. And, yeah. and if, if I'm sweating, it's not because I'm nervous standing here. It's because I heard it. I've got an exam to pass to become a member here. <laughs> so um, I um, knew there's a calling on my life since high school. So after school, I went to Bible college and I did my degree in theology, and ever since I've been in the ministry, somehow, somehow, somewhere, busy with the work of the Lord. And um, so we, and at the beginning of the year, um, my wife kept nagging me on a Wednesday, let's go to Com, let's go to Com, let's go to Com, so, so we started. We, we inherited Michaela's community. <laughs> so we landed with a few and Wanda and Audrey and them. And so we started going to community. And um, yeah, they've been nagging the children. Been, when are you going to come to Josh Jane? And I just said, well, I'm actually in the ministry. I'm preaching and I'm leading the worship where I am. I'm actually doing what the Lord has called me to do. So... Ek het my kerk, dankie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, after the Man of Isle conference, um, Theo and Wanda thought it would be good. <laughs> yeah. my, my, Isle of Man. Man of Isle, Isle of Man. <laughs> In any case, after the conference, Theo and Wanda decided to, um, we need to have a movie night and they put up a... Um, the preach of Andrew Silly that he did on uh, Be Teachable. Yeah. <laughs> and to make it worse, Benny and them joined that night. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, after that night, I had to go watch it again. And again, and again, and again, and again. And the Lord started working in my heart with where I am. Are, are you teachable? It was the first thing I had to sort out for myself, and I realized that, wow, that's, that's quite, a, it's quite a big question. So the Lord started, and everything unfolded, and eventually we resigned to the other church, and we moved to Josh Jen. A lot of things happening in between, but I've been timed here, so <laughs> a lot of things happening. And um, it was quite a difficult thing for me to resign at the other church as we were ministering there for 13 years. 
So for 13 years, every now and then preaching, every, or every Sunday leading worship, being involved, serving. And now the Lord said, okay, it's time. You're done here. You need to go now. And it was, it was difficult. I get eerst so big. And eventually we got here, and the very first Sunday we were here, um, Stephen preached. Yeah. Daylight and dishes. <laughs> Must be the preach I've listened to the most in my entire life. Now I want to read you the scripture he read that morning. And it made a huge impact on my life. Because it made me realize, let me, lead, let me read the scripture. So it's to the, to the church of Ephesus. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your works, your toil and your patient endurance, and how you cannot be with those who are evil, but have tested those who call themselves apostles and are not, and found them to be false. I know you are enduring patiently and bearing up for my name's sake, and you have not grown weary. And then... <laughs> Then, uh, yeah, as Stephen said that day, you can clearly hear that the Lord was pleased with what they were doing. And, it, and that, at that stage, when he went on with the scripture, it felt like the room's all of a sudden empty, and he's speaking just to me. As the next part came, and he says, but I have this against you, that you have abandoned the love that you had at first. And I realized that even while busy with ministering, even while busy sharing the good news, helping people, um, leading worship, all these things, something was missing. And I realized that morning how empty I am. <laughs> After all these years of being in ministry, how empty I am. And then the scripture goes on. This is, the, this is the part I'm thankful for to the Lord. He says, um, but this I have against you that you have abandoned the love you had at first. Remember therefore from where you have fallen. Repent and do the works you did at first. If not, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. And I realized that if we didn't make the move to Josh Jen, and I stayed in my little comfort zone where I was ministering and doing the right thing according to me, he would have taken away my lampstone. And this morning, Nikki um, had a word downstairs, and, and funny enough, this, this whole week I was feeling that I need to be downstairs this morning. I, I need to be there to, to pray with and be there. And, and this morning, Nikki had a word um, with, uh, about shipwreck. Our focus is not on God, and we're going to go shipwreck. And Chad brought up 
something about prophecy, the prophecies we had in our lives. And all of a sudden, I remember again <laughs> all the prophecies that God has given me during the years. And because my focus is not on God, but on His work, I'm so busy doing the things of God, I forgot about God. And if we haven't moved here, my ship would have gone wrecked. My lampstand would have gone away. So I want to encourage you, if you're not in a community, that's where we started. Eh? That's where the, the fire started. To anyone listening, unfortunately, on this morning, we had a technical error and the recording stops here. We hope you were blessed by this thus far. Have a good day.